day and welcome to episode 39 of the Ombra Gaming Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Manny, and as always, I'm here with Steve, and we're joined by Christine because Matt is traveling or some shit. Welcome, Christine. <laughs> it's good to have you again. How are Hi, you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's Thursday. We're close to the weekend. I can smell it. What does it smell like in D.C.? It smells <laughs> like a hot, breathy yawn. It's gross. It's not great. It's similar to what we got going on out here. Same. It's disgusting. I feel like the whole East Coast is kind of on a shitty, damp it's, trend. It's been gross. Yeah. Christine, how are you doing? I'm good. It's really hot here. Um, yeah. So, again, it's very swamp-like smells. and Drain the swamp! Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say, I guess. <laughs> well, for this episode 39, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. Today's topic of the podcast is gaming guilty pleasures. So this is a topic that we actually thought of, I feel like, months ago. Long time ago. ago. (laughs) Yeah, we actually had to rack our brains to try to figure out if we've done this topic before because we've talked about it numerous times. Yeah, and we never actually pulled the trigger on it. And so we're pulling the trigger on it today. So we're going to be talking about some of the guilty pleasures we have in video games. But we're going to kick the show off with a little round of Guess That Game, which we also haven't done in a long time, so I'm excited that we're doing it again. Coming back um, to it, baby. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I think mine are somewhat challenging, but then I always second-guess myself. But in any case, before we get to any of that, the house is gross, so let's keep the house. First up on housekeeping, please follow us on social media. We are at Ombra underscore gaming on Twitter and at Ombra Gaming on Instagram. Please follow us and check out our rad pictures and our super great jokes. They've been tested by scientists, and they're funny. Facts. Where do we find the joke scientists? I know a guy. So, oh, oh okay. And he knows his jokes. Uh, so follow us on social media. We would love it if you did. Uh, you can also find us on twitch.tv slash ombra underscore gaming, where we stream almost every single day of the week on a variety of platforms, and we have a whole bunch of fun so check us out on twitch uh let's see overwatch division octopath traveler here and there and others so come check us out on twitch it would be awesome if you did and we have a great time there so have a great time with us and if you want to join our community you can do so by following the link in our twitter bio and joining our discord server where we have a bunch of awesome people just chit-chatting about games all day and all night because they're great so if you want to join our community you can do so there Unless you're racist, in which case we don't want your racist attitude in here. And if you want to share your thoughts about anything we talk about here on the podcast or any of the articles that we publish on ombregaming.com, you can give us a call at 347-509-5620. And we might even play your voicemail here on the podcast. And I think we have at least one for today's episode, so I'm excited to play that. I wonder who it's from. (laughs) Next up on housekeeping, if you enjoy what you're hearing and if you're enjoying our content and if you feel so compelled to support us you can do that on patreon.com slash ombra gaming where every single dollar will go right back into the show and help us be the best goddamn podcast we can possibly be we have an amazing group of patrons who support us month in and month out and there's some pretty rad rewards that come with that support so if you want to check us out on patreon and see all the awesome rewards we have for our patrons Go ahead and do it. It's at patreon.com slash ombregaming, and we would love it if you could throw us a dollar or 20 or any number in between those two numbers. Feel free. We would love it. 
And last up on housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Nerdiest Brands, which is a fantastic website that features products from designers and vendors from all around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you want to check out some of the rad products they have at Nerdiest Brands, go ahead and check them out at nerdiestbrands.com. So that's N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S brands.com. So let's get on with the show. We are going to kick it off with a little round of Guess That Game, where we give brief, obscure, one to two sentence descriptions of games that we all know and love, and the contestants will have to try to guess what game we are describing. So let's kick it off with Christine. I think this one is an easy one. Okay. Uh, Heavy-handed symbolism may not be this game's strongest selling point. Oh, shit. Is it Detroit Become Human? Yes, it is. Wait, what? How did that even happen? (laughs) Did you play it? (laughs) Yeah, but like heavy-handed symbolism. Oh, God. Yeah, man. Like I said uh, numerous times on the spoiler cast, which you can listen to, or the review, which you can read. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it was definitely hitting really hard on the cliches. It's true. But I see when I hear something like that, I thought it was like a reference to something specific. Like, when you said, like, heavy-handed symbolism, I was like, all right, who in this game has big hands? Oh, no, no. Heavy-handed <laughs> just means it's, like, in your... It's in No, your I know feet. that now. You literally mean heavy-handed. <laughs> I heard it, and I was like, oh, she's being figurative, obviously. But that's definitely not the case. It's okay, man. <laughs> it's, it's... I almost said it's early, but it's, like, 7.15. So. It's not why, early. You know what, Manny? Why don't you go next? That way I'll can. go next. <laughs> Let me redeem myself, <laughs> yeah. for fuck's sake. Uh, okay. My first one is, they didn't go to art school, but they're ready to paint the town red. Hmm. Thought that was way easier. I'm surprised you didn't even get it right off the bat. I was, oh, okay. Are we doing, like, we can ask questions You can again? ask questions, sure, yeah. All right. Yeah, was it three each, three questions? So six total questions was yeah, the, the I rules. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Six questions total. Is this Splatoon? It's Splatoon. All right. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was yeah. like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Which I've been thinking about getting i've never actually played it really uh, the first one was fun friend of the show gabe also recently picked it up and he's been saying some good things about it so i might have to look into it the first one was fun just one of those just joyous games where you can just have a lot of fun with it but it's super tactical too according to Gabe. it actually is yeah because like the point of the game isn't to because it's like a shooter but the point of the game isn't to just shoot your enemies it's to like cover the map in your colored paint yep and there's like apparently a handful of different ways you can go about it anyway maybe we'll pick it up all right, Steve, you're up. I have one that I also think is kind of easy. A close-knit unit brought comms to the forefront. Without it, they won't succeed. SOCOM. Yeah. Well, I would knew have it. never played it. I'd be like, Ooh. The only reason I knew it right off the bat was because I feel like we've been talking about it recently. We have been. On the Discord. Tambo and Magnum. It's been joyous. So shout out to those guys because they get very mad when we don't give them a shout out <laughs> after we've talked about something that we... <laughs> talked about them with so yeah like anything that's even like tangentially related to magnum and tambo they get so angry if you don't give them proper credit uh all right christine you're up okay let's go with collect shiny orbs with your orange furry friend in order to save the world orange oh ratchet and clank no no roasted Oh, Jack and Daxter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I would not have gotten it. I bought the Legacy Pack because I got a PS4 
for those of you yeah. that don't know. And oh my She's god. She's joined. Oh my god. Sure. My life is complete. That was my favorite game like ever growing up. I was like, oh, let me just check. It was on sale. I was like, oh my god, I can play Jack too. I'm so happy right now. That's rad. <laughs> yeah, it's just for, for the folks at home. Some of you might be like, oh, they're guessing too quickly. I don't have time to think. Just fucking pause it after we get <laughs> I can think of a handful of people who are thinking that right now. So yeah. just ben. man up, pause it, think about it, and then press play again. Okay? This isn't on me. This is on you. Unless, of course, you're driving. Don't pause and drive. Just drive. You know what? I'm going to disagree. If you're driving, just Jesus take the wheel. You know what I mean? Just, oh just God, fucking close no. your eyes. Opinions are his own. Opinions <laughs> are yeah. known. All of ours. We all have the same opinions here at Omer no. Gaming. Lock it oh in. my God, shut up. <laughs> I have to channel Matt right now. Stop. <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kick myself after I read this. Okay. This is stupid. I feel so <laughs> dumb right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, plastic never sounded this good. Gr- oh, fuck. That never It's actually gurn too. More gurn. <laughs> Let's gurn together. All right. Plastic never sounded this good. Learn the patterns and you're a hero. Plastic never sounded this good. Learn the patterns and be a hero. I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely wasn't as easy as you thought. Learn the I feel like this game is always us being like, it's super easy, but that's... And then we're like, what? Yeah. Learn the... You can ask questions. Yeah. Is this a game that came out in the last three years? Yes. One of these games came out in the last three years. Oh, it's a series. Okay. (laughs) It sure is. Say it again. Plastic never sounded this good. Learn the patterns and you're a hero. Oh, Guitar Hero. It is Guitar Hero. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought that was okay. That was way more obvious than it was, but hey. I think I was focusing so much on, like, patterns and more of, yeah. like, a strategy-based game yeah. as opposed to... So was to... I. Yeah. Well, because a lot of it is, like, you learn the lick, and then you just repeat the lick over and over, and then there's, like, a bridge, but then you go back to the well, lick, Well, right? I was yeah. thinking maybe it was Saber Beats, but I was like, I don't understand oh, the Oh, Beat Saber, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. That would actually work the exact same way <laughs> yeah well the plastic part i was like that oh. yeah well i mean you have like the two plastic oh. controllers oh right? okay i mean i put the word hero in there on purpose so that wouldn't have applied but either way uh all right steve you're up teens go toe-to-toe with monsters using a variety of weapons including some tasty treats such as corn dogs oh uh zombie ate my neighbors Yes, zombie ate my parents. Zombies no, ate my neighbors. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Mul- multiple, no. multiple zombies. zombies. ate my neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. You are correct. Zombies ate my neighbors. A classic. Yeah. We got into that uh, last weekend when you were here for the event. We did, and it was a lot of fun. I feel like that game is in desperate need of a relaunch. Like Even if they bring it back as like kind of just barely upgraded graphics, I'd still take yeah. it. I sure would, too. All right, Christine, what is your last game so, description? I don't know if you guys know this game do you want me to try it anyway sure do okay an overshadowed young man is made to be a slave to the leader of darkness wow okay (laughs) there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) an overshadowed young man is made to be a slave to the leader of darkness okay is it a series no not that i know of no okay did it come out in the last three years? No. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to It's an older old. game. It's an older game. Is it like SNES old? No, no, no. 
Okay. Do you want me to tell you the platform it's on? Well, is it unique to one platform? Yes, it is. It's a PlayStation game. It is a PS2 game. Okay. Does it involve vampires? No, no. I don't think there's any. No, there's no vampires in this game. I guess it's like, it's a JRPG kind of game. Oh, man. You are talking to the wrong crowd for that. Hate might know it. (laughs) Overshadowed young man. That's like, I'll say like the overshadowed part is the biggest. All right. So hit. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Ombra means shadow in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> is it Ombra 2 on PlayStation 2? <laughs> it is not a Ombra Gaming 2 oh. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if they've heard of this. Overshadowed boy. Over, overshadowed young man. So he's a, man. he's a boy, yeah. Is he a, is the main character like some kind of monster of some sort? One of them is, yes. I honestly just don't know many JRPGs. Yeah, based on the top, based on what we have so far, I don't think I okay. would know this. What is okay. it? Okage the Shadow King? Fucking nope. <laughs> really? I would never oh my have god. I played it all the time when I was younger. I would rent it all the time from Blockbuster when I would visit my dad because I had a PS2 there and I played all the time. So then with the big game sale on the PS4, I was just scrolling through and I found like Ark the Lad, Twilight Spirits, Dark Cloud. I was like, my dreams are coming true. There was this game, I think it was on PlayStation 1 and maybe 2. It was called Jade Cocoon. Oh, I have never heard of that. Oh, man. It was a JRPG and it was essentially like pokemon you you could capture different beasts and battle them but you could also like merge them together like you could breed beasts together which was awesome and i i fucking loved that game i might try to see if there's a way i can play that like online or something or like download it you know online 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 online. (laughs) all right is it my turn i'm next yes okay this is my last game description darkness is your ally the only helpful lights are green lights is it Splinter Cell? Block. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Fuck. Nice. Yeah. Steve good, is like good, on good fire. <laughs> I got Splatoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Steve, you're next. What's your what's your last game description? Okay, my last one. Man hunts humans and animals, eating only the latter, in a jungle that couldn't possibly exist in real life. What the fuck? Oh, ladder, not ladder. I was like, he eats a fucking ladder. <laughs> he eats ladders. <laughs> Can you repeat that? And then that? he can't climb things because he ate the ladder. <laughs> Can you he just ate the ladder. Repeat it's it. man hunts humans and animals, eating only the ladder in a jungle that couldn't possibly exist in real life. Oh, fuck. Okay. So he eats animals in a jungle that isn't, couldn't be real. Okay. But he hunts humans and animals. And animals. That's okay. correct. Let's ask some questions. Is this a is this a series? It is a series. Okay. Did the most recent in this series come out in the last two years? It did not. Oh. Hmm. Is this a console exclusive game? At the time, this one was. When this was released, it was. Okay. It was I assume it was PlayStation. Yeah. I'm yes. Say PlayStation. Yeah. Steve, okay. to your knowledge, have I played this game? Yes. Oh, okay, Manny. It's all you. Good luck. <laughs> he hunts both man and beast, but only eats ladders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know factually that I've played this game. With 100% certainty. Shit. Oh, my God. I wish you didn't. <laughs> oh, I do. It would just feel better. 
I think you can easily get this if you really just think about it for like a couple of seconds. Man hunts humans and animals, eating only the latter, in a jungle that couldn't possibly exist in real life. Is this a specific game in a series? Yes. So he kills people, but he also kills animals. Man, if you don't get this and you have me tell you what it is, you're going to kick yourself for not. I know it. I know I am. Oh, good lord. Okay, so it didn't come out in the last two years, but you know I've definitely played it. Was this a PlayStation 3 exclusive? It was not. Oh. I think you guys have asked six questions by now. But we're going to keep going. It's the last (laughs) one. This is international waters. There are no laws. There are definitely rules. One of the rules is that you can ask as many questions as you want for the last one. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I don't think I don't think everybody knows that. All right. I think we need I need we, we need Matt here. See what happens when he's not here. The HR rules get thrown out. <laughs> Everything the window. goes out the fucking window. Nothing. People are uh, racist. Anarchy. I don't know. It's it's running pretty smoothly. <laughs> I don't know what you. Yeah. What no, we're fine. About. Don't don't make Matt's head bigger than it already is. We're doing okay. All right. Okay, okay, back back to the game. Back yeah, to the you gotta game. Get this. We got some we got some mysteries to solve. I'm so prepared to be upset when I don't get it. You're gonna be very upset. I was just like shaking this. my head to myself. Just like, Fuck you, Manny, you're spaghetti. He hunts people and animals and he only eats the animals. In a forest that couldn't possibly a jungle. exist. A jungle. A jungle. A jungle that couldn't possibly exist. Uh, That's key. Uh, Dude, this is stressing me out so yeah, much. Seriously, think about the games you played in jungles that geographically would make no sense. There's a lot of ways a jungle could make no sense geographically. There's no gravity, for example. What if there's this no is, gravity in a this jungle? This is a game that I'm 100% certain you've played. I've played this game. <laughs> Come on. I'm throwing in the towel, man. All right. I'm so you're fucking gonna, angry. You're going to be very upset oh, when I tell you it? that it's Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. I fucking hate <laughs> oh, everything right now. God no. damn it. <laughs> oh, man. You, it takes place in a, a jungle in Russia. There cannot yeah. be a jungle in Russia. Fuck, man. Yeah, he eats this. It's in the name. Eating. He eats the snakes. Eating. Uh, Shit. I can't believe it. Even with all those clues. We, we talked about this like two days ago. Yeah. We, that's what I'm saying. We talk about Metal Gear Solid weekly. <laughs> we can't all be on our game every day. The rest of this episode is going to be sad Manny drinking and getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that was Name That Game. If you have any descriptions that you want to run by us, let us know. Give us a call. Email us. Let us know on Discord. We'll, we'll play it on the show. We'll do a little round for you if you have any good ones. So let's keep the show going. It's time for the topic of, of the podcast, which like I stated at the top of the show, is gaming guilty pleasures. So we've all come up with a list of a handful of guilty pleasures that maybe we don't tell everybody all the time. But these are things that we find comfort in and things that just we generally enjoy when we're not romping around with each other on online games and Overwatch and all that. It's so wrong, it's right. So who wants to go first? Do I get to pick? Do you guys want to pick? Who go, who, who's, who's the first? I'll, uh, I'll tee it off. All right, Steve, why don't, you, why don't you go? Let us know what you feel so guilty about. Get it off your chest. We're here for you. <laughs> that's what this is. It's a therapy session for all the things we do behind closed doors in the, in the gaming world. Well, let me just tell you a long list of things I do in The Sims. No, I'm just kidding. One of my uh, biggest guilty pleasures is in Madden and MLB The Show when I do franchise mode. I love turning off the salary cap. I'm just a huge fan of building up a stacked team in the limited time I play the game. Because, like, really, 
when you th- I'm a very seasonal gamer, so I'll play baseball. I, I barely even played the show this year, so I kind of didn't even put that much time into it as I normally do. But <laughs> in the time I have, I'm a big fan of just paying top dollar for my talent. Because that way, the ones I want to keep, they're not going to go anywhere because I'm going to pay them $11 billion. And no one can match that. Yeah. So for those who might not play Madden, not having a salary cap just lets you essentially buy the best players. It sure does. I also, uh, what I mainly do it because I just don't want the headache of potential salary cap problems because I usually do build up like rookies and stuff. Uh, that's one of the, I, I love trading players. Like that's one of the, the best things about yeah. like doing a franchise is like completely restructuring your team, how you want it. So you make trades and you build up young talent, all that fun stuff makes you feel like a GM, yeah. but I just don't want to have the lingering, worry of like ah, i gotta like sign him to this much money i don't really give a shit it's a fucking video game like my dad used to like make like make little jokes like oh you turn the salary cap off i'm like yeah dude it's a video game like i'm i'm playing this exactly the way i want to play it i feel like that's the equivalent of like turning off like status effects or like things like like in subnautica there's like a creative mode where you don't have to worry about oxygen and food or whatever even no man's sky right there's like these modes where you can just like have fun and play the game you want to play you know yeah i played these games for like Maybe three to four months here and there. So I don't need to worry about no salary cap. I don't get time for that. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think this is like, this is a good one because I think it speaks to like a lot of debate that goes on now, which is like, you don't play this game this way. Like fucking what? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, play the games the way you fucking want to play them. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I like difficulty sliders exist for games like Celeste. It's like, I want to enjoy this game, but I also don't want to get my shit kicked in. So I'm going to play it the way I feel like playing it. Yeah. And that's exactly why this is a guilty pleasure. This is why I don't broadcast it. Because then you, you yeah. open yourself up. I mean, we've already opened ourselves up by calling out racists. So. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's been going on since day one. That is, that's true. So this is a big step for me, you know, putting this out there. Hey, man, we're here for you. Into the universe, so now they know, but... You, you gotta live your truth. Even if even if you don't like it, I'm gonna do it every fucking year. He's and gonna I'm gonna do have it. a great time. And he's gonna think about you while he's doing it, too. And you'll take it. And you'll fucking like it. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, I'm glad you got that off your chest, Steve. Christine, why don't you go next? All right. You actually mentioned it, which is really funny. I only play games that have, like, if there's a difficulty slider, I always go, like, story mode or casual. I want the least challenge possible. I don't like challenging games. That's why I will never pick up Dark Souls. I'm sorry. Like, I want to just... (laughs) I just want to enjoy the story and play the game at my own pace and just have a good time. Yeah. So, I hate, like... Baby ass baby mode. Yeah! Yes, oh, yes! That's right. <laughs> that is, and me. there's and there's nothing wrong with that, and it's not shitty that all. it's shitty that there's like a rhetoric that claims there yeah, is something wrong. Like with you're that. not yeah. a real gamer if you don't yeah. like play. It. Like fuck you! I'm gonna play it how I want to play. I'm still yeah. gonna get the achievements, so obviously it's there for a reason. Yeah, and it's like whatever brings you the most joy, right? And I feel like this ties in well to what we've talked about in the past, where trying to get like different people into gaming and like how do you yeah. how do you approach that subject because some games are really hard but there are a lot of those games that you want them to experience like i want everybody to experience god of war and celeste but i understand they're very difficult games so if you want to experience that but you don't have the time to devote to get good as uh, yeah. as the redditors like to say so if you don't have that time go ahead slide it down to easy experience the story yeah. i don't care because i want to be able to talk to you about those games and i can't do that if you don't get to play them exactly yeah. so don't feel ashamed i've been playing games for the longest time and i've always done it 
No shame here. <laughs> I admittedly do the opposite, but I, it's not like a hardo, like, I'm fucking tough. It's I, I do it because I love the feeling of when I overcome that challenge. Yeah, no, and that's great, you too. Know? Like, that's yeah. more props to you. I, could, I, I would get, the problem is I get, like, so emotionally invested in things that I would just get so mad and I just won't, I wouldn't pick it up again. I'd be so pissed right. off. So I don't right. want to do that. I want to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, no, I mean, like, in Dark Souls 1, when I'm fighting Ornstein and Smo, for example, who's, like, known as one of the hardest boss fights in the game i definitely got emotional i probably teared up in anger that i was like not you know <laughs> winning but then when i finally did i was like fuck yeah i could i could fucking do anything there you go nice well um my first guilty pleasure is an interesting one so oh, interesting uh, you say. i love oh, wow. playing video games completely naked no um, <laughs> <laughs> so my first uh, guilty pleasure is kind of just it's just mobile games so i feel like mobile games get a bad rap in the gaming industry and that's not true for everybody some people exclusively play mobile games some people don't play mobile games some people dabble in them but i feel like generally speaking they're somewhat viewed as like not real games because they're it's not a console experience or it's not a pc experience but i fucking love having the accessibility and the just being able to like pick up a fun game and sync time into it on my phone like I mentioned in the last episode, I've been playing this game called Room Racer, which is like this AR game, but it's like really easy to set up. Uh, shout out to my friend Sam for showing me that game. It's a lot of fun. I also played a ton of this game called Pocket Mortys, which was the Rick and Morty yes, yes, Pocket uh, Mortys, yes. turn-based battle game. It was yes. essentially Pokemon, but with, with Rick Morty. and Morty. Yeah, so like Rick would travel to all these different universes and collect different kinds of Mortys <laughs> and force them to battle against each other. <laughs> <laughs> and it was yes. super fun. Um, I played that a lot when I was going back and forth to New York City for work. I went, I think it was like four times in two months or something. And so I would, on the train, I would just constantly play Pocket Mortys. Um, Pocket Mortys. <laughs> I love that. I love how the way, the way you just said that was like, I just played Pocket Mortys. <laughs> just fucking got in my pocket, you know? So it's just like a fun, guilty, I don't even want to say guilty because like there's nothing wrong with playing mobile games because they're, especially now more than ever, they're fucking awesome. But I just have a lot of fun, like, dicking around on these, like, in-and-out, low-investment, low-pressure mobile games. That being said, like, I don't think I'm ever going to get into games like PUBG Mobile or any of the more intense mobile games. But, like, like for me, a cell phone is for, like, texting, calling, checking the internet and email, but also, like, quick, like, fun experiences rather than, like, like I'm not going to try to get really intense about PUBG or, or like if Fortnite you know comes to mobile like I'm not gonna be hardcore about it yeah just give me Temple Run and I'm good man Temple Run <laughs> like I use out. my phone for everything like yeah. pastime keeping in touch doing discord stuff yep. so if I I have I'm always like have some sort of mobile game on my phone like all for the sure. time but it's just past sure. the time definitely alright back to Steve okay my second guilty pleasure is using Blanca in Street Fighter and just electrocuting the shit out of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I've talked about this before where, you know, I just haven't really played fighting games too much. Like, growing up, I, the only one I really played was Street Fighter. We didn't really play Mortal Kombat too much. And so now when I try to play them when I'm older, just because I don't play them at all, I'm so bad at them. And I'll always fall back on, like, playing Street Fighter against people. And I was like, my first choice is always just Blanca because I know yeah. that when push comes to shove, I can just start just electrocuting people and yeah. they can't get close to me. Like I did that once again, Smitty, when we were playing and uh, he was just like, dude, really? I was like, yeah, man, like 
I don't know what to tell you. This is yeah. this is working. Oh my god, I have a friend that does that. I hate it. It's that and um, Dalsim. I always love oh, using with the him stretchy arms, with the right? stretchy arms. Yeah, you do, like, you... the stretchy arms and the stretchy kicks. He's great. Yeah, and, and they can't get close to you. I, I would love to know, and I, I have no insight on this, but I would love to know, like, in the competitive Street Fighter scene, which, from what I understand, is incredibly intense and super vibrant. I um, don't doubt it. Like, what their rules, you know, what's, like, either the written or unwritten rules of, like, using shit like that, like Cheap Blanca or, or Dalsum Attacks. Yeah, I can definitely assure everybody i will never be a competitive street fighter player oh really I but if i stumble in there player. i'm definitely using blanca like yeah. uh, a thousand percent of the time yeah uh like if, if there was like a if you're at a bar and a bar fight broke out and then you were cornered and they were like the only way you're getting out of here is through competitive <laughs> street fighter like, all right i know i i have my work cut out for me you know? I thought you were just going to ask me, like, how I would get out of that situation. Yeah, I thought you were, Channeling too. my inner Blanca, and I'd be like, well, that's easy, man. I would pull the jukebox off the wall so that way the cables are exposed, and I'd and dump some water it. on it and electrify <laughs> them, and then everybody's yeah. gone. I'm scooting out the back and just go, y'all got yeah. Blanca. Yeah. I'm out of there. <laughs> y'all got Blanca. <laughs> um, all right, Christine, what's your next gaming okay. guilty pleasure? So this one, this is a dirty little secret, although Matt has to deal with it all the time. Um, so I love simulation games like Stardew Valley, anything like that. Specifically, if you have like a dating option. So <laughs> one of my favorite games is a dating game and he hates that I play it. And it's so funny. It is one of my favorite games on my what phone. Game is it? It's called Mystic Messenger. It's a Korean game. <laughs> it's so good. And he, he's like, oh, are you going to go talk to your anime boyfriends? And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny and yeah just... my anime boyfriends don't ask me stupid questions <laughs> <laughs> and he hates awesome. that i play it all the time it's so funny it's funny because so i've recently i recently got into octopath which as y'all know is a jrpg and i've also recently started watching a little bit more anime than i have in the past so I'm watching this show called Knights of Sidonia, which is very good, but like I'm not used to the themes of like of like that kind of romantic oh, yeah. relationship. <laughs> it's, it's present in Octopath. It's present in Knights of Sidonia. Not not as present in Octopath, but yeah, there's some like weird shit that happens in JRPGs and like anime. <laughs> like the the kind of relationships that go down are so strange if you're not used to them. So like as an adult male getting introduced to them now <laughs> is so jarring and like oh, very yeah. strange. Yeah. Yep. All right, so my last gaming guilty pleasure is kind of similar to yours, Christine, in the sense that it's like a specific part of a specific genre. So the genre is survival horror, but the part that I love about these games the most, and not all of the games include this element, but the part that I love about these games the most is resource management. So for example, like Subnautica, right? You're on this alien planet, it's covered in water, you gotta craft everything from your weapons to your exosuit to your gas tank to your base to the, what is it, the biogenerator that powers your, like everything in the game that you need to survive, you need to craft yourself. And so you're collecting a lot of resources. And so you build a base, you can then build lockers. And in these lockers, you can put all of your, the materials that you need. So one of the rooms that I built in my base uh, was just so it was a round room and every panel on the room had a different locker and they were all labeled so one was like rocks one was like titanium one was like uh, one was valuable materials one was alien materials one was plant materials one was, like every single one had its own purpose and and that's kind of like that's kind of like my own like ocd thing like i 
my room is usually very organized and I know where everything is. And so like, it gives me a sense of control in an otherwise <laughs> uncontrollable world, right? Like in Subnautica, yeah. like you could die in any moment because shit can go south. But like having my little base and knowing exactly where everything is. Yeah, I saw that when you uh, when you streamed it. I saw that. I yeah. Saw your lockers and everything. Same thing with like the forest, right? Like I. Yes. Oh my god, I feel you on that level, though. Like I love like micromanaging and organizing, <laughs> like especially just in the real world. Like my video game thing, it's alphabetized. Hell it's yeah. By like system, my books are like I love. I'm like just and let the, me be a secretary. And that like, totally bleeds over. Yeah, like in the forest, I spent hours hours like probably close to 50 hours by myself before any of you guys <laughs> joined my game building this base and like sh setting up shelves and organizing them yes. and like i had three different layers of like of defense like from like the zombies that were trying to come in because i organized all of my material like it just feels good to have like that mm -hmm. level of control over <laughs> how i play those kinds of open world horror totally survival games that. and it's just oh it's so fun and it doesn't make for good streaming it doesn't like there's nothing like when Matt finally joined my game, I was like, I want to show you my base. He's like, motherfucker, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, no, but look at all my shelves, all my dynamites organized. He's like, you're insane. Like what is happening? <laughs> I would have felt you on a spiritual level. Yeah. So I love that kind of shit. It just brings me a lot of joy. Oh, um, yeah. I feel nice and like enlightened right now. Yeah. I feel great. Feels good to get that off my chest. So, um. Those were our Gaming Guilty Pleasures, and we do have a couple voicemails from our community um, with their Guilty Pleasures, so let's go ahead and listen to what they have to say. I think we have three, so yeah, uh, let's listen to this first one. It's from one of our good friends of the show. Hey, this is uh, Matt. I've been a longtime listener and fan of the podcast. Uh, I think what you guys are doing is great. Uh, you're really making a big impact in the community and by far the best uh, co-host is Matt, so really uh, you should make sure he's in, involved in everything because he's definitely the funniest and smartest of all you guys. So, um, yeah, just wanted to say that first. Uh, next, I want to share my gaming guilty pleasure. Uh, one of them is uh, open-world games. I absolutely love open-world games. I love exploring. I love playing them. I love doing side quests the main quest line, but my guilty pleasure is that I, though I love them, I never finish them. I just never finish them, and I can't, and it's just become a thing where I just, I'll start it, I'll love the game, and then I just won't ever finish it in my lifetime, um, <laughs> and I guess, I guess that's a guilty pleasure, um, and yeah, so that's mine. Christine, you're also amazing, and then, and then it's Steve, uh, then, then Manny is last, and Matt O is above Matt M. So, yeah, that's my order of favorite people. Okay, bye. <laughs> that was friend of the show, Matt. You know, he kind of sounded like uh, old G2 CAG host Billy Hammerfeld. Did you notice that? that he kind of sounded true. like him. Yeah. Uh, we should have him on the pod, this guy, Matt, that just called in. Yeah, he seems like yeah. a good dude. Yeah, although that wasn't so much of a guilty pleasure as much as it was like a dirty secret kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love how even when he's not here, Manny, you're just like, you know, that wasn't that wasn't what we asked for, Matt. You know what? It's not going to make the cut, guys. We're going to cut that from the show. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Matt. Hey, Matt. Great fucking voicemail. All right. Moving oh. on. I love Matt. And we, we all got brunch and Matt. dinner together the other day. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he can still be part of the show even when he's not 
fucking here. <laughs> All right. Um, so this next voicemail is from our friend Remy and his guilty pleasure. So let's give a listen to what Remy has to say. Hey, Ombre Gaming. It's your boy, Remy Bucks of Plenty. And my gaming guilty pleasure is that all of my heroes must look exactly the same in any game that I play. I will spend countless gold, hours, and time just forcing my characters to look like they belong together. Even if it means stat drops, even if it means that I have to spend some time in the game, they all must look the same. Thanks and keep on rocking. I just picture him. So funny. Just like staying up until like wee hours in the morning. Just like, I have to, I have to yeah. get those pants. Yeah. I know those are the pants I need. And if I don't get them now, I'll never get them. That's an interesting one. Thanks, Remy. So this last guilty pleasure voicemail is, I think, from our friend Tambo. Uh, so let's see what Tambo's guilty pleasure is. Yo, what up, Umbra? This is Tambo, a.k.a. T-Bone, a.k.a. Tambu. Here's my gaming guilty pleasure. Occasionally, in competitive shooters, I will make fake enemy callouts to randoms on my team so they rush in and die so I can see <laughs> enemy locations for free kills. Tambo out. <laughs> so that was our friend Tambo who apparently makes fake callouts to his rando teammates, which That's is so funny. So fucked. <laughs> But I would expect nothing less of Tambo. Yeah, right now, Manny's just like, fuck, how many times has he made fake callouts to me? Well, so he he hates playing, yeah, he hates playing with randos. And when when we do play with randos, he will usually start the rounds off by just interviewing the randos. (laughs) Oh my god. And then, like, Magnum will join in and make them all feel uncomfortable. But, so yeah, everyone's got their guilty pleasures, you know what I mean? Enjoy video games the way you want to enjoy them, as long as you're not hurting other people and being shitty, you know, just have a good time, you know, appreciate each other and have fun. So that was gaming guilty pleasures. If you have any guilty pleasures, feel free to give us a call. Well, the the guilty pleasures have to be about gaming. Don't just like call in and be like, I love Oreos. Um, (laughs) So give us a call at three, four, seven, five, zero, nine, five, six, two, zero. We would love to hear what your gaming guilty pleasures are. So let's keep the show going. It's time for the segment where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Patch Notes. So for Patch Notes 7.26.18. Steve, why don't you kick it off? What do you have for news? All right, so what I have is from Polygon.com by Owen Good. NBA Playgrounds 2 is picked up by 2K Sports as publisher. So... NBA Playgrounds 2 is a new publisher, 2K Sports. The arcade-style basketball game will thus be rebranded as NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. A lot of twos in that. Too many twos. (laughs) 2K Sports and Saber Interactive announced uh, the deal in a statement this morning. The game's predecessor, NBA Playgrounds, was published by Mad Dog Games when it launched last May. Mad Dog was also behind this year's Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, which is a game I do kind of want to try out because have you guys ever played the original Shaq Fu? We played it at at... PAX East and it kind of sucked. I might dabble with a new Shaq Fu. I might give it a try if it's like four bucks, if I can if I can stumble upon that. So basically what this is talking about is how NBA Playgrounds was kind of like, almost like a modern version of NBA Jam. So it's cool that 2K Sports picked it up because that just means that they're going to have more of a budget to work with in the future. 
and it's also fun to see these arcadey style basketball games actually get a little bit more juice behind them because when it is just like this one-off game made by some publisher that's not as well known it's probably not going to get that many looks but the first one had obviously enough of a following that 2k was willing to take take the chance and actually purchase it i think these games are a blast when the first one came out i played it for i want to say like a couple weeks just because again with like sports games i kind of have uh, a shorter attention span just because there's way too many story driven games that come out that occupy my time however what i really want this to do is now push ea to remake the nba street series like look people want to play these games they want to have the more jokey version of these sports titles yeah, NBA 2K is a great sports simulator, um, one of the more realistic ones for sure. But families want to play these games, like people like us want to play these games, like sitting with your friends on the on co-op couch or if you're actually playing them online. So I want this to kind of will EA to be like, you know what, let's bring back NBA Street because NBA oh Street Volume God. Two was and the NFL best. Street. And FIFA Street. All the street games were fucking phenomenal. They were. And so now I'm hoping that this is like, all right, let's get a little let's get a little uh lighthearted sports competition. Because yeah, there there is no competition right, between right. NBA 2K and NBA Live. Like EA Sports sucks with NBA Live. Like 2K is the basketball game. Yep. Just like Madden is the football game, just like the show is the baseball game, et cetera, et cetera. So now EA can be like, well, we can't battle them with 2K, but maybe if they're going to go with Playgrounds, yeah. let's bring back fucking NBA Street. Just fucking do it, you know? God damn it. Well, that's Nike's slogan. We can't we can't give them that. No, so ours is just fucking do it. Nike's is just do it. We're <laughs> making it uniquely ours. Um, <laughs> just fucking Copyright. Do it. Just fucking do it. <laughs> um, all right, Christine, you are next on Patch Notes. What do you have for gaming news? All right, so this also comes from Polygon.com from Julia Alexander. Uh, Discord strikes popular Final Fantasy XIV server over an NSFW room that was apparently sharing offensive images. Fucking people. So Discord updated its um, policy regarding NSFW content, especially for if you're a partnered server. And that particularly you're not supposed to be sharing anything like relating to minors and like what they classified as revenge pornography, um, which was a problem on Discord not too long ago. So apparently there was an incident in this server where they were issued a warning and they lost their partner status as a result. Even though that the server took action, they are not regaining their partner status. And it's kind of a small piece of a bigger problem where there isn't a lot of communication that's appropriate going on between the discord like i guess you would say corporation at large and server owners and that you know even though we made this mistake and it's been fixed you're not letting us have an opportunity to get that sponsorship back as someone who kind of manages a discord server obviously um this isn't something we need to worry about but it is something that i since discord is a gamer community it is something that i think everybody should be paying attention to because you never know who it might affect in the future so i'm interested to see like how they may change up their language or their guidelines and i think it it speaks to a larger issue which is like people are difficult i don't say to control but the the conversations and the rhetoric and the tones and the themes especially over text is difficult to control and different not not control control is the wrong word I'm, i mostly mean moderate and this is something that the panelists at the event last week talked about 
the best thing about video games is that it brings people together and that people can enjoy art and enjoy the craft of video games and enjoy these experiences together. The most challenging part about video games is that it brings people together. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like toxicity is a direct product of people getting together and having feelings about something. The the good is the exact same thing as the bad. Um, or, or rather the bad is like a product of the things that make it good. But yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, Discord is such a wonderful community tool. And especially, you know, it's integrated with, with Xbox One now. And that's fucking awesome. And, you know, for for a, a team like us, like we rely on it to grow our community. We rely on it to have these relationships with our amazing supporters. So it's unfortunate that, you know, these bad things happen. But it's probably not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. As long as they're proactive about it. That's what you really look for. Mm-hmm. Well, my patch notes... A little bit about the future of Xbox. So this is coming from a Variety article, and the headline is, Microsoft's new Xbox streaming device reportedly runs on Scarlet Scarlet Cloud Platform. So this article is by Brittany Vincent, and I'm just going to read a little bit here. Uh, Rumors are swirling around Microsoft's next generation of Xbox consoles, and a new report features additional details about what a streaming-focused release from the company might be capable of. If new information released regarding Microsoft's smaller cloud-based platform is true, it could end up changing the way we experience new console launches significantly. Uh, According to tech publication Thorot, Microsoft will be building a traditional console in the vein of what consumers would naturally expect from, from the Xbox brand. But the other smaller device will likely be taking on the role of a, quote, streaming box designed to work with Microsoft's new cloud platform service named Scarlet Cloud. The platform is meant to offer game streaming service, a game streaming service in lieu of utilizing traditional game media. The console will utilize uh, this service in addition to a limited amount of local computing power to handle collision detection, image processing, and other aspects to take some of the heavy lifting from the streaming service. Um, so this is really interesting to me because I think it speaks to the future of gaming in general. Yves Gilman, Phil Spencer, Phil Harrison, all these big sort of big players in the video gaming space have talked about streaming platforms as the future. I mean, Yves Gilmon of Ubisoft has flat out said, hey, everybody, we're going to have one more life cycle of consoles and then everyone's just going to be streaming, um, just like Netflix, right? And we're starting to see some of that now. We see NVIDIA with the, um, oh, the, the NVIDIA GeForce Shield now, you know, still sort of early there, but like reviews are somewhat positive. Obviously, Google, the rumblings around Google and what they're gonna, you know, what they might be doing to get into the video game space, relying on streaming. It's 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 really fascinating because so there was a quote uh, that Jason Schreier included in his Kotaku article about Google's sort of entrance into the video game space, and I forget who said it, but it was essentially like, imagine playing The Witcher in a Google Chrome tab, because all of the processing power, all of the heavy lifting is done on server side rather than the platform side, rather than the console side. So like. You know, all of this is obviously reliant on super massive bandwidth, but, you know, provided that the bandwidth and the connection infrastructure can be in place, I do. I honestly do think that this is, this is going to be the future of video gaming. Um, it's going to be less costly for consumers. It's going to be more reliable. It's going to be less computing power. So I think all signs are pointing in this direction. So, yeah, I mean, good on Xbox uh, for starting this conversation this early i think it's still early to to sort of pull the trigger on these kinds of things but i think it's very fucking cool well they need to start talking about this stuff because i mean they're done like xbox one that's not happening like nothing else is going to happen with right. that really right 
So they need to have kind of all eyes on the future. And good for, yeah, good for them because they are recognizing that this is where gaming will end up going. Yeah. PlayStation does it with PlayStation Now, but you don't really hear much about PlayStation Now because, I mean... I was going to ask about that because I see it and I'm like, is it worth it? Like, I've honestly never tried I don't it. Know. I, I know that there's there's something to do with like wait time, so that kind of gets people down on it a little bit. But I do know it has a pretty extensive library of games you can play. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, all of it is reliant on the fact that you can have awesome bandwidth, which is not the case for most gamers, I'd say. That's um, why, especially with Google, like... Because they're working on Google Fiber, and if they mm-hmm. if they perfect that, because it already exists in some areas of the country, not a lot, but if right. they perfect that, then they'll have the leg up. The next problem for them will just be acquiring studios, right. because you need to have games. Yeah. Like, you can have the best streaming service in the world, but you've got no games to play, and no one's going to go buy it. Well, if you want my opinions on Google entering the gaming space, you can check out my article that's at omergaming.com slash read. Where I rant about how Google's going to crush the future of video games. Fight me on it. I dare you. Before we wrap up patch notes, what did you think of the event last week? Oh, the event. We, we oh, haven't yeah. got to talk about it. We really haven't. Because the last podcast we recorded directly before the event. The event was fucking sweet, man. Um, I'm still recovering from it. I'm exhausted. Um, so, yeah. We, as as I'm sure all the listeners of this podcast know, we partnered with Microsoft and the N3 Incubator here in D.C. for uh, just like what do we start at like nine or 10 essentially setting up? And then we were there until about nine or 10. We got there at 10. It was basically a 12 hour day. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say about 10 of those were spent playing video games. Well, not us playing video games, but people playing video games. Um, but yeah, there was, I think 20, there ended up being 25 Xboxes. Um, I think 15 PCs. It was great. People were having a good time. There were some, uh, there were a lot of kids during the day enjoying some Fortnite and, and showing me the ropes. Yeah, it was awesome. We had a wonderful panel with um, some indie developers, Dr. Antifreak, who's one of the you know huge Rainbow Six talents uh, in the world right now. Hearing his insight was awesome. And then we did a live recording towards the end of the night, which was great. I think we were about we were each about three drinks deep when we when we hit record, so that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just I the the video gaming community of Washington D.C. and the surrounding area, which is referred to as the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia is incredibly vibrant holy shit there were so many community builders there were people who were really passionate about video games there was gamers there was people who started their own businesses you know around video games um the folks from the game gym were there um which was awesome to see capital underground was there which was great it was just a really awesome representation of the gaming population in uh in the dc area which was just absolutely wonderful to see hopefully we'll have have many many more so that was patch notes 7.26.18 where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke so before we close out the show ladies and gentlemen it is the last podcast of july technically this is coming out on august 1st but it's the last podcast recording of july which means it's time to give our patrons a shout out because holy shit are they wonderful to us Our patrons are the reason we are able to do what we do, and we appreciate their support so much. And we have an amazing group of supporters here. So Alex Mill, David Campos, Greg Kearney, Magnum, Remy, Sandra, Tambo, the Hashtagonist, and of course, our friend FaZe, keeping it lit over in Norway. Guys, thank you so much for supporting us. You are all the best. And of course, shout out to our sponsor, 
nerdiest brands. We appreciate the fact that you're supporting our work as well, and we are happy to support yours. So again, thank you so much to all of our patrons. You are keeping the ship afloat, and you're helping us continue to build awesome content. And there's some exciting things happening in the future of Ombre Gaming, and it, uh, in large part due to the support we're getting on Patreon. So if you are enjoying what you're hearing, and if you want to join this amazing group of Patreon supporters, you can definitely do that. It's a free country, and we would encourage you to do so. So you can head over to patreon.com slash Gaming and throw us a buck or two, because it's going to go right back into the show, and it's going to make content even fucking better. It's not going to make me stop swearing. I'm never going to stop doing that. <laughs> so if that's your beef, don't support us. But if you like what you hear, we would absolutely love your support here on Patreon. So shout out to you guys. Thanks for helping us out for another wonderful month of support. And cheers to hopefully many more. And you know what? Special announcement for our Platinum and Above patrons. Patreon patches have been sent out, so you should be getting them soon. With the exception of FaZe. It might take a little while for it to get to you, FaZe, but it'll get there. So in a similar note, we do want to give a community shout-out. And this week's community shout-out goes to our friend, Old Greg, a.k.a. Alex Mill, who is also one of our patrons. But uh, he's one of Steve's friends. Uh, he came from... He, he works with you, Steve. He does, yes. He's a great so guy. We we enjoy the same pain on a daily basis. That's right. Well, a little bit different. We're in different groups. His group is a lot more painstaking, so he deserves all of the, the shout-outs. All the shouts. Well, let's shout at him for being such a rad community member. So thanks for listening to this show. Thanks for helping us out on Patreon. And thanks for just being a rad guy and, and uh, being part of our community, Alex. We definitely appreciate it. And we're glad you're enjoying our content as well. So with that, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Because I'll tell you what, I enjoyed it a whole goddamn lot. Yeah, we were like quick and it was fun. See what happens <laughs> when, see, you know what? We don't need Matt. <laughs> We don't fucking need that guy. Oh, man. <laughs> no, we do. He's not going to like that. We do. Just sometimes you guys need a feminine touch. That's, That's true. All. <laughs> well, Christina, it was lovely to have you again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll talk to you very soon. And to everyone else who's listening, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, you know what? We appreciate you. Did you know that? And guess what else? We will talk to you very soon. Also, this camera makes my eyes look great. They pop. <laughs>